Welcome to Game Time! This podcast will consist of a bunch of gaming news and a bunch of other content with interviews and other things to do with gaming. Here's your host, here's your host, don't. Hey guys, and welcome to the third episode of Game Time with Dalton. Uh, we have a special um, way of doing this today. Uh, you can see that I have a video today. This is just for the YouTube channel. So for my YouTube channel, you are going to get a different version of the podcast than you will hear on Spotify and all them. Uh, the special version for YouTube has every video thing so every trailer that I show any kind of interview that I show you will get like the video footage of of it so I'm just trying it out but that also means that I have to do the show twice (laughs) each time I do it this way but anyway let's just get right into it uh today's episode is all about unreleased games games that have been announced but never made uh, the light out of uh, game development to become a game for people to play. Um, so, in my honest opinion, there's not much. Uh, there's not much to go on with these because they're unreleased and there hasn't been much um, content about them or trailers or stuff. There are some games on here that do have trailers, uh, but. All the information about every single game is kind of short, so I think this podcast is going to be a little shorter than usual. But let's just jump right into it. Uh, You will see me read up here. I have a script that I use for the podcast. That's why I usually do just the audio. But we're going to try this out. Let's go. Um, First game on the list is Star Wars 1313. Star Wars 1313 would have put players in the shoes of a young Boba Fett as he navigated as he navigated the previous unseen seedy underworld of Coruscant. The third person action game resembled the Uncharted games in its cover based combat and spectacle. It also had amazing visuals for its time. Sadly, the project was shut down when developer LucasArts closed its doors in April of 2013. It's theoretically possible for Disney to resurrect the project, but that becomes less likely with each passing day. See, I told you, there's not much to go on. That was pretty much it. Um, next up is Prey 2. Prey 2 was unveiled with an incredible looking demo back in 2011 as it abandoned the Native American mysticalism of the original game in favor of a space bounty hunter adventure in a Blade Runner-esque city. Five years and not a peep about the game since means we can assume it's dead. Actually we know definitely that it's dead since a reboot of the series simply titled Prey was announced earlier this year. This new game is a psychological sci-fi adventure that looks cool, but it will never heal the pain of Prey 2 never coming out. 
Uh, up next is the game called BC. BC was an incredibly ambitious third-person action game for the original Xbox, helmed by Peter Malinex, the creator of Black and White, Fable, and many other well-known games. Players would control a tribe of cavemen who would have to defend themselves against other tribes and even dinosaurs in the quest for evolutionary glory. The project was scrapped in 20... or not 20... 2004. <laughs> 2004. I don't know what... I'm used to saying 20. Um, Molinex has a bit of a reputation of over-promising and under-delivering with his games. BC is the best example of this because it sounded lawfully and promising but never even came out. Next up we have Silent Hills, Hills. that's the name of the game. Back in 2014, a free demo was released on PlayStation 4 called PT, short for Playable Teaser. It's a horror experience where you navigate the same ultra-realistic hallway over and over, seeing different unnerving things as time goes on. Players eventually solve the ludicrous puzzles required to see the ending, and what they got was stunning. A trailer for an all-new game in the Silent Hill horror series starring Norman Reedus from The Walking Dead and directed by the duo of Metal Gear Solid creator Hideo Kojima and film actor Guillermo these names man Guillermo del Toro This was all very exciting as you can imagine tragically just mere months after PT rocked the gaming world Silent Hills was canceled and PT was pulled from the PlayStation store there is a happy ending to this story though. Kojima eventually left the company and formed his own studio to make Death Stranding, an all new and fairly disturbing game starring Norman Reedus. The dream lives on. Here is the, here is the video to the Silent Hill trailer. I'm going to take a break. Enjoy the trailer.
welcome back uh i hope you enjoyed the trailer uh next up is starcraft ghost which was a blizzard entertainment game it was a big attempt to bring one of its core franchises to consoles the idea was to make a third-person, stealth-based action game set in the world of StarCraft, Blizzard's enormously popular PC strategy series. The game looked generally cool and was playable at a number of different press events. Conflicting creative visions led to the project being rebooted and given to a different development studio after years of work. The game was indefinitely postponed in 2006 but its cancellation wasn't technically made official until 2014. You can read an extensive history of its rise and fall on the website called Polygon. Next up is Mega Man Universe and Mega Man Legends 3. Mega Man Universe was going to beat Super Mario Maker to the punch by five years as the game promised a robust level creation tool for the classic Mega Man gameplay back in 2011. With an ugly art style and tepid, sorry, tepid, <laughs> I don't know how to talk apparently, or read, a tepid response from people who played it at press events, the project was shut down in March of that year. Along with Mega Man Universe, there was also talks of Mega Man Legends 3. Mega Man Legends 3 was going to continue the cult classic spin-off series that began on the original PlayStation by bringing it to the Nintendo 3DS. Through a series of developer-run online discussions, fans would be able to provide input on new features and ideas during the game's development, which sounded really ambitious. That too was cancelled in 2011, both projects seemingly met their fates because Mega Man creator Keji Inafune left the company the year before and the franchise has pretty much been swept under the rug ever since. Next up is a game called Titan. Titan was going to be the next massive online game from Blizzard after World of Warcraft. It was going to have first-person shooter combat in a futuristic version of Earth after an alien invasion where players would perform mundane day jobs when there wasn't fighting to take care of. The game was developed internally at Blizzard for seven years, but it was never discussed or shown publicly before its cancellation in 2013. Blizzard shared the only concrete info we have on the game when Kotaku after the news came out in 2014. Fortunately, there, fortunately, that work wasn't entirely in vain. The excellent and massive popular multiplayer shooter Overwatch, released earlier this year, is said to have been built from the remains of Titan. Next up is a game called Insane. Um, Silent Hills wasn't the first game Guerrillimo del Toro had his game development dreams dashed by the cold, hard realities of business. Insane was announced all the way back in 2010 as a horror trilogy 
developed by Villa. Oh my gosh, these names. Volatron. The studio began or behind Saints Row and Red Faction. The reowned horror mastermind Del Toro would have helmed the project, but almost nothing is known of what it was actually going to be before it was cancelled in 2012. Back in 2007, Oh, shoot. Sorry. I screwed up on the script. <laughs> I feel so stupid today. I don't know what's wrong with me. Um, we moved on to another game, and I just started reading, thinking it was the same game. Uh, now we're going to be talking about a Batman game called The Dark Knight and Gotham by Gaslight. Two games. Uh, first off, back in 2007, Destroy All Humans developer Pandemic started work on an open-world action game based on the then-upcoming game, The Dark Knight. Gary Oldman was set to provide voice work as Jim Gordon, but the game never saw the light of day. Gotham by Gaslight, on the other hand, was in development between 2009 and 2010 as an adaptation of the one-off comic of the same name. Players would assume the role of a 19th century London version of Batman who had to hunt down Jack the Ripper. But aside from some prototype footage that leaked online, there isn't much information about it. It's tough to feel too bad about either of these games being cancelled because the excellent Arkham Asylum and its sequels have filled the void since then. But alternative takes on Batman would have been cool to see as well. Um, here is the clips of the prototype footage for Gotham by Gaslight. While I take a break, enjoy that.
uh we are back hope you enjoyed the trailer or not the trailer um the prototype footage for gotham by gaslight uh the music was added because there was no audio to the video but uh i hope you enjoyed it nonetheless uh next up is disney infinity 4.0 disney infinity has the unique distinction of having been cancelled after it came out. The Toys to Life game unlocked new content in the vast Disney universe through physical toys that players had to buy separately. It all seemed like it was going well for three years after its 2013 launch, with a steady stream of new figure releases and content updates allowing players to fulfill all their Disney-related fantasies. The project was somewhat shockingly cancelled earlier this year due to lower-than-expected profits. The Disney Infinity 4.0 content update that, has, that was in the works was said to include levels from Rogue One, a Star Wars story, but it will never be released. Next up is Star Wars Battlefront by EA. The Star Wars Battlefront game that came out in 2015 in lieu of a proper Battlefront 3 game by EA, the long-awaited third game in the beloved Star Wars Battlefront series, was going to feature large-scale online battles featuring infantry iconic Star Wars vehicles and the occasional Jedi. You could even get in a ship on the ground and seem seamlessly fly into space. Alas, it was never meant to be. The game was never even officially announced before LucasArts closed its doors in 2013. We only know about it because prototype footage leaked online. The brand name was resurrected in 2015's Star Wars Battlefront, but the game is fairly different from the original series from which it got its name. Next up is Sonic X Stream. Sonic Extreme was going to be the first truly 3D Sonic the Hedgehog adventure, making it the Sega Saturn's version of Super Mario 64. The project never came to fruition, though, as it was plagued by development troubles at the Saturn console or was cancelled and failed to gain much of a foothold against the Nintendo 64 and PlayStation. Sonic of course eventually made his 3D debut in Sonic Adventure, which launched alongside the Sega Dreamcast in 1998. Next up is a game from Rockstar called Agent. Um, GTA 5 had a bunch of easter eggs for Agent. There was a license plate that you could find and stuff that said Agent, uh, teasing that it could come out, but it doesn't look like it. Agent was announced in 20, 2009, I don't know why I keep saying that, 2009, as a partnership between Rockstar, who made Grand Theft Auto, and PlayStation. But aside from the sweet logo and some in environmental screenshots the game has never been seen publicly sorry i lost my spot it's said to have been an espionage tale set in the 1970s amid the cold war 
but previous not previous can't read today but precious little is known about agent it hasn't even officially been canceled the game's publisher renewed its trademarks as recently as january of 2016 still after seven years it doesn't seem like agent is going to make its debut anytime soon i hope i am wrong I really do. That game sounds interesting and I really want to play it, but it doesn't seem like it. Next up is The Crossing. Before Arkin Studios developed the excellent stealth game Dishonored, the company was working on a creative first-person shooter called The Crossing in 2009. The Crossing had a simple yet engaging concept. It would merge single-player and multiplayer shooters as random enemies you encountered throughout the story mode could be controlled by other players. It never came to pass, though, even as another game with a similar idea called Mindjack actually came out a few years later. Alright, let's talk about what's next, because next up is the final unreleased game that I could find that seemed interesting. Uh, this is the biggest one. This has the most, and I mean the most, information about it. And I, I don't know if you guys have heard about it. It's kind of like GTA. It's called Raw. Uh, Raw, in its simplest terms, is a massively multi multiplayer online role-playing game. Uh, the premise of the game is an island with nothing but vegetation present. The players have to first start by choosing a governor who can then develop the city and faculties uh, and then expand. Uh, true to its name, during the initial stage the game is completely raw. The game involves all the faucets of life like work, trade and commerce, governance, uh, procuring of resources and interacting with other players the game developers claim that the graphics will be as good as gta 5 which has intrigued quite a few gamers with its scalability and realism it has been able to garner a lot of attention the assets of the game is to simulate real life as closely as possible but on a massive wide scale to help players play their roles with complete authenticity. While the concept has been touched in GTA games to a certain extent, but it still remains unexplored, the scale at which Raw has captured the essence of role-playing is unprecedented. That is why Raw has been able to garner so much attention. Now you may ask, who's behind this game? Killer Whale games are developing Raw or I should say have been developing raw. In their own words, it is a company with a small team of game developers. However, the website states that they are much more obsessed with realism and details than any other company. With already two years into the development, the company is serious about developing and releasing it. They have a realistic approach and have claimed that it can take up to 12 months for early access. The company claims that the inspiration to create this game will be Arma Life and Rust. 
They are aware of the challenges due to the scale which they are trying to achieve. The company has a newsletter and a journal to gather Patreons and keep them informed about the game. Unfortunately, all this is pretty vague about everything and it doesn't talk about the cancellation. Um, unfortunately, this game, I think, has been cancelled. Uh, I saw something online saying that the Kickstarter for it has been cancelled, but it still could come out. I don't know for sure. We'll just have to wait and see. The approach of the developers in recognizing the challenges and the problems provides them with an edge. The developers are not over-promising anything and have a realistic approach towards game development. While the developers might be new, but the detailed Kickstarter plan certainly inspires a lot of trust and confidence in their abilities. This is right from their website. They didn't really talk about the Kickstarter being cancelled, so I'm just reading all the information about the game. So how is the gameplay, some people might ask. Since you are familiar with the premise of the game, let us look into the nitty gritty to understand what provides it with an edge. We will go into the different aspects of gameplay to help you understand why it is so unique and why it has been able to capture the attention of the gaming community. It's a real life simulation. As a player in the game, you are a citizen of an island. You have to lead a normal life by doing things like getting a job, finding transport, buying land, or constructing a home or starting a business. The game has provided complete freedom in almost all respects. You can decide to stay within the confines of the law or line as an outlaw. If you want to explore the game, you can even have fun with your in-game buddies. The options are virtually endless, like in real life. The game starts with you as a citizen on the island with nothing but vegetation. You have to appoint a governor who will form a team and govern the city. The government will then try to maintain law in order to create a habitable city. As a citizen, you can do your bit to build a city or a lead and normal life. You can even run for the mayor or get a job. As we said above, the possibilities are endless. We will not delve deeper into the various aspects of the game that provide it with the realism for which it has become famous. If you want to read all this, uh, there's a lot more to read. But if you want to read all this, um, or sign up for their, um, newsletters i will have the website down below in the description this is the only one that i went to the game's website for so there's a lot of information real estate one of the game's aspects which have significant prominence is the real estate you will have the option to buy real estate anywhere on the island there are different real estate options for residential applications, commercial applications, and production applications. I don't know why I said it like that. You have to not only buy the land, but also construct the building on the land. The moment you progress in the game, you will have the option to interact with other players. The construction of a building involves 
buying resources from the stores in town and or hiring others with the right transport vehicles to have the supplies delivered. As you progress, you will have to indulge in real-life tasks like protecting your property with the security system. These acts foster realism in the game, which takes a center stage in every aspect of the game. Governance. The game is big on quality of life. The mayor, along with the team, will be responsible for handling issues like taxation, modernization of buildings, and construction of infrastructure. Again, instead of just making things appear out of thin air, the mayor and his team will have to procure resources and build them from the ports of corporations for the infrastructure. They will have to look at the cost of the resources. Sorry. Just looking at something. Okay. Where was I? They will have to look at the cost of the resources and construction as well. There will be a spate of state infrastructures like hospitals, public garages, prisons, police stations, and more. Each of these buildings will open up new revenue for players to interact with each other and to back job and business opportunities accordingly. For example, after the police station is ready, you can apply to become a police officer. Also, the mayor will require upgrading the building from time to time as the city expands, and the police station requires more space to employ more officers. Some modernization levels will continue throughout the game and will create opportunities for players. The interaction between the law and the criminal world will remain fluid. Both sides will be controlled by players rather than just having to rebuild a rebuilt sequence in them. This is why the fluid situation will surely keep things interesting. The governance aspect further simulates real life situations like stocking the police station with ammunition and supplies from time to time. It is the job of the mayor and the government to ensure that the essential supplies in state buildings are present in ample quantities. Any supply chain glitch can impact the law and order situation in the city and also have an impact on the digital life of other players. As governance is an issue which touches the lives of all the citizens in the game, it can have a ripple effect. This is why the realism with the game offers which the game offers is unprecedented. Nothing relies on rebuilt sequences, but rather real fluid situations and the impact of situations on the digital life of players. With seemingly endless possibilities, governance is just a simple aspect of the game. Brace up as we go into other aspects of the game and the scale of this game begins to dawn on you. Town. Every aspect of the players and game revolves around the town being built. The game developers have clearly stated that upon, upon this map and across the map, there can be multiple towns. As a result, the scale of the game is huge, keeping in mind the interest of the gaming community. Each town will have its mayor, shops, state buildings, and private buildings.
the game goes as, as a step further and facilitates you to interact and use every building in the town. It means that each store, residential construction, or a manufacturing faculty is 100% functional. You can enter and use buildings like supermarkets, manufacturing facilities, parking lots, etc. The game developers have envisaged... Wait, what? I am so close to my camera. Sorry, I'm reading off my TV. Envisaged uh, a game which relies on the actions of the players to create fluidity. An example highlighted by the game developers is that if you leave your vehicle in the no parking zone or on the road, it will be towed away in a few minutes. Another player will tow the car having that job. The town provides ample opportunities for the players to bag a job or start a business. The realism mimics the increase in traffic as the population grows and also the inclusion of more buildings as the town develops. The developers have showcased how they have taken inspiration from real-life U.S. towns and to create realistic simulations in the game. To be honest, if the graphics and the trailer are anything to go by, they can certainly match, if not better, the graphics of GTA V, which is a huge achievement. Trade and Commerce Trade and Commerce is the cornerstone of this game. It is multi multifaceted that means you will have as many opportunities as in the real world to make a living you can start a business work for one or apply for a state job the business system stimulates real businesses and processes like maintaining the supply chain de demand supply variances and so on in fact your business can become unprofitable and it can go bankrupt as well you will have to even pay taxes like in the real world. The government determines the tax rate, and as you can see, the developers aim to create a parallel digital world in which you can lead a normal life of your choice. You can hire other players to work for your business depending on the skills and the resources that they have. Another faucet which helps you gauge the depth of this game is the illegal business activity in which you can indulge. If the police department of the city is understaffed or weak, you can get away with that activity. On the other hand, if the mayor and government are speaking heavily on bulking up the police department, they will eventually catch you and you will face the law. With all aspects of trade and commerce included, like supply chain, management, demand, and supply equation, taxation, uh, legal and illegal business activity, the complete business spectrum is covered in the game. It provides you with a level of dynamism which is not seen in any other role-playing game currently. Environment and Vegetation The city has a playable area of 400 kilometers. It provides you with plenty of options to indulge in business or get a job or buy the land which you want. The island will have different types of vegetation to mimic the real surrounding. In fact, the core ecosystem consists of a large island surrounded by other, smaller islands. The game developers have clearly stated that during the initial stages of the game, these smaller islands will not be accessible until the government constructs bridges to these islands. The variation 
and vegetation makes the, them similar to real life regions, which is why the game looks more, much more realistic. The game developers have introduced different topographic features in different parts of the island. They call these biomes. A part of the island can feature a biome consisting of rocky mountains, whereas another biome can feature a salt lake or a tropical island. This variation can help you migrate to a biome which you prefer. The vegetation variation and the graphics are a part of the game that developers plan to improve drastically in the future to make it even more realistic. However, in the current form, as seen in the trailer, it will not give you much to complain about. <sighs> Multiplayer gaming. The last aspect of the game which makes it more special is multiplayer gaming. Whether you come across a thief, burglar, police officer, or a businessman, behind all of these are real players. According to the developers, the capacity of each server will be up to 200 players. This limit will not only help them provide a glitch-free experience, but also make it fun and interactive for everyone to dawn upon their digital roles and interact with others. One thing which you would be re have realized by now is that the game covers every aspect of modern day living. The game provides you with the larger than life scenario and the digital form. When you take into account that multiplies of servers will be operational 24 seven, you will realize the real scale of the game with realism and dynamism at the core. The raw play game will create a revolution in the MMORP genre. Oh, I'm not done yet. Yes, there's still more. The current stage of development. I'm sure by now you are intrigued about the current status of the game. According to the developers, the early access to the backers will be offered in 6 months to 12 months. Currently, they are amidst a Kickstarter campaign. No, they're not. It's been cancelled. They have garnered enough backing, enough backing for map development, integration of various modes of transport, and other systems like electric and communication systems. They have even covered the milestone to integrate metabolism and disease systems. Their next milestones include things like character customization, advanced weapon systems, and so on. The main reasons why many players have so much confidence in the development team is because of the detailed milestones which they have articulated. From the milestones, it is clear that they understand the level of work which is staring them and challenging nature of the work. <sighs> My voice is getting worn out. What are the challenges facing Raw? The challenges facing Raw play, play game are plenty. These include, number one, the developers have shown an inclination that after the Kickstarter campaign, there will be a campaign on Indiegogo. This is why many of the backers think that the developers aren't in it only for money. While there is no evidence for the same, but there is a notion developing about the same. While it might be just hearsay, but it is up to the developers to quell these rumors in the bud. Number two, one of the main challenges facing the development team is the scale of the project. In their own words, since they are a small team of developers, they will have to pull off a miracle to complete the game in time. 
Unfortunately, the, the developers understand this and are seeking funding, keeping this in mind. If you can indeed meet all, if they can meet all of the milestones, they can scale up their team, which will make them overcome this challenge. Ah, number three, the develops the developers have no prior track record of delivery. This is why their communication will become utmost important. Only when they can keep the backers in the gaming community in the loop, they can win over their trust. If there are consistent glitches or unprecedented delays time and time and time again, their credibility will take a beating, which can work against them. And lastly, number four, not three, uh, in this fast-changing gaming industry, there is always a challenge that someone with deeper pockets might rival them. The game development team's plans on converting this to their advantage. They clearly, they clearly state in their Kickstarter campaign that even if another company launches a similar game before them, they will be able to outdo them. They plan on studying the competitors and surpassing them in terms of experience, which they offer. There is no denying that the development team of Raw faces such daunting challenges, but the sheer scale of their project provides them the incentive to overcome them. As they have already invested over two years in the project, there is a high probability that they might go ahead and make sure that the game see, sees the light of day. So as a gamer, Raw can clearly provides you with a unique proposition of experience in a parallel world like never before. It will help you indulge in every experience of modern day life in the digital world with such a large scale it will surely revolutionize the mmorp uh, game genre and set unprecedented standards for rival developers once the game comes out the sheer curiosity which it has generated through the kickstarter campaign can make it an instant hit do keep your eyes on killer whale games because they might deliver a blockbuster genre changing game we are finally done reading all that. Uh, I'm going to close this out now. Here is the trailer for Raw, and I will see you guys in the next episode. Bye, guys. Somewhere out there, far away, someone has built a town. A town where you can live work, do business, and which can be governed. A town is dynamically growing and developing. Each player has an influence and can contribute to its elaboration. Buildings and stores constructed by players cost resources and run out of supplies over time. You can buy land and build your own house within town limits or elsewhere, wherever you want. Purchase whole islands, play with luxury toys, concentrate on yourself and improve your skills. Real life-based work and contract systems will help you gain a stable income. Service equipment with vehicles and work privileges are at your disposal. Find a suitable job. Make private contracts with other players. 
or execute high-risk state contracts. When it comes to power, there is no one more powerful than a mayor. And each player has a chance to become one. Expand and improve infrastructure, provide electricity, build ports, hospitals, police stations. Found new towns in other parts of the island and don't ignore other players' needs or things just might go crazy. Hire other players to form a dedicated team and the sky is going to be the limit. In case you're not interested in government affairs, you can try yourself in business. Start your own production by opening a factory. Build or rent a warehouse to store goods. Everything that can be bought, mined, produced, or captured. Trade through your own or other player's stores. Track demand and deliver goods to car dealerships, gas stations, food shops, and other third-party marketplaces. Find an oil source, start fuel production, and open your private gas station. And don't worry about the land. There's plenty of space for everyone. From steep rocky mountains and dense tropical rainforests, to arid deserts and sand dunes, an impressive, vast, open world is available for your exploration. Get into challenging situations and find a way out of them. Meet new players, become friends, or make enemies. In pursuit of income, you're free to choose your own way. Get things done unnoticed, or take the chance and go all in. from those players who want to maintain peace and order. Whether you prefer to play on your own or team up with friends, be on the side of the law or against it, you'll always have a way to succeed. Explore vast open world. Build your dream house. Trade and do business. Run for mayor. Serve the community. Hire or be hired for work. Do cargo transportation. Or just go nuts and live as an outlaw. <laughs>